All right, Kyle, we got to talk about the Latvian legend himself, Teddy Bluger. Is he the right man for the third line center job? Will he even be the third line center next season? We're going to talk about that next. It's Begsy and it's Bowen. And you're listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and part-time credential media member for Daily High Vancouver. And before we dive into today's show, Kyle and I want to thank you for tuning into Locked On Canucks. It's your team every day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, on today's show, we got to talk about that Latvian legend himself, Teddy Bluger, that's Mr. Stanley Cup champion, Teddy Bluger, Mr. Healthy Scratch, Teddy Bluger, the guy that's supposed to be the third line center for the Vancouver Canucks. We're going to talk about his ceiling and if he'll even be the third line center next season. Uh, but first and foremost, I want to introduce someone who I saw in the flesh over the weekend, Kyle Bowen. How you doing, brother? Good times. I've seen Trevor do some miraculous things for real. He was playing a beer game, a beer drinking game with his child in his hand. It was... It was unreal. Unreal and way too much. You got to relax. Slow your roll, okay? You mother, father. Anyways, Locked On Canucks, your team every day. We'll get to a comment at the end of the show. Man, oh, man, it's about the people. For real. We're here on a Monday, uh, late July, doing our best, chasing the dream. And again, we're doing it for the people, and we're blessed. More and more subscribers over the weekend. And if you're new to the show, welcome. If you're, you know, an OG, thank you. And if you're not watching the show, but you're a Canucks fan. We're sending you love. Hey, speaking about love, teddy bears. Did you uh, did you uh, enjoy having a teddy bear around you when you were younger? And do your children have teddy bears right now? And are they like in love with them? Because uh, that never happened in my family. Yeah, I, I think I had a teddy. I wasn't like a staple in my life. Um, I, I remember when I was like eight, nine, when I started to discover WWE, I'd use my my stuffies to like do wrestling moves. That was my best memory of stuffies. <laughs> mm-hmm. but um no my daughter has like way too many stuffies bro like i'm rotating through toys you guys wait that she got that many toys uh that's funny you brought that up before we talk about the the man named teddy himself i want to bring up one more thing as well before okay. we talk about the man named teddy Trevor's trivia starts now what's going on here monday morning what are you gonna do to me here okay hey, g- give me a question all right all right it's l i only got one question okay but we're talking about teddy bluger the pride of latvia Four other Latvians have played for the Canucks. Can you name all four of them? Cannons, right? Right? Yeah. That's one. Uh, Urbe. Yeah, Ronald, Ronald Cannons. Yeah, Ar- Urbe. Urbe, yeah. And then we have uh, Silovs. Silovs, sorry. Arjus Silovs, there you go. That's four or five. You got one more. I don't know, man. This 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 one's gonna be hard, man. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um, I'll give you one, I'll give you one hint. It's a it's another goaltender. It's another goaltender. Damn. In what era? Like what era? Recent. Early early two thousands backup. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. What? Early two thousands. Uh, I, I know you. Some of you listening out there right now, you're you're ready to beat your head against your your headphones, your, your screen. Okay, tell me, tell me, tell me. As, 
Peter Scudra. Oh, oh man. That was a classic backup to the Canucks, you know, Peter Scudra. So, yeah, ironically enough, three of the five Latvians to play for the Canucks have been goaltenders. So Teddy Bluger will be uh, only the second skater uh, from Latvia to play for the Canucks. And again, this guy's supposed to be the third line center for the Canucks. I think there's some reasons to be hopeful. There's also some reasons for skepticism, kind of similar to, you know, the guys we talked about before with uh, Cole and Susie. But again, let, let's start with the good. So Teddy Bluger again on that one-year, $1.9 million deal. I think that in itself is good that the Canucks didn't overpay for someone who, again, is a bottom six forward at the end of the day. And, you know, I think with Bluger last season, he admitted it was a down year for him. You know, he had four goals in, in 63 games, got traded, was a healthy scratch a lot in Vegas. But, you know, going back to the season before, 2021-22, this guy was a beast, man. So at even strength, he had an expected goals differential of 59.3%, really solid for a guy um, in his position who was, you know, facing some tough competition, playing a lot of defensive matchups. He also had 1.73 points for 60 in 2021-22. Uh, that was, you know, that's a, basically a second line rate. He was on pace for 11 goals and 35 points over a full 82 games. So all, all the talk about this guy can't score, blah, blah, blah. You know, he had some, you know, pretty good numbers, you know, just a season ago. Uh, and last but not least, you know, he's a fantastic penalty killer. Like he's, his underlying numbers say that he's one of the best penalty killers in the game. And we know the Canucks need that because if this, if this penalty kill is like, you know, bottom five again, it seems not making the playoffs. Simple as that. Yeah, that's not happening. Uh, they gotta make life easy for Thatcher Demko. So they again, they gotta be ben- better penalty killers. And I know that's uh, maybe patting Thatcher Demko too much on the back. You know, maybe he, sh- he should have our back and be great on the penalty kill. No, just ease him in to getting back to being elite. Don't make his job hard, right? Goalie goaltending is such a momentous thing. So in the beginning of the year, this team better get its penalty killing together. And Teddy Bluger is gonna be a big, big part of that. And I think. Uh, Teddy Bluger's ceiling is maybe like not improved, but it is aided, you know, like, and it's maybe going to look more fluffier, ironically, because of who his line mates may be. <laughs> Straight up. No, it's great use of the word fluffier. I uh, mm-hmm. wasn't expecting you to drop that there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I'm also excited to see, and I think Teddy Bluger, I think it's worth talking about, you know, who is he actually going to play with? And exactly. Uh, you know, I, I you just mentioned it, and I, I mentioned it. We mentioned it every day as you no know, when we did uh, our sexy projected lineup. And I had him playing with Ilya Mikhaev and Connor Garland uh, because those are two players with good underlying numbers defensively, but also two players who can create a bit of offense as well. Um, now, one intriguing name who was still out there on the free agent market last I checked was Zach Aston Reese. Now, Zach Aston Reese and Teddy Bluger were, you know, line mates when they played together in Pittsburgh, and the two of them were like a shutdown a dynamite shutdown duo. Now that being said, you know that's like you know a duo forwards that doesn't really create a lot of offense. Now, would you be interested in seeing the Canucks bringing Zach Aston Reese? Nah, man, they don't need to do that. They don't need to do that. And I think, I think, I think they're stuck with Teddy Bluger being the third line center this season. I saw a tweet earlier today, still talking about guys like Comtois and Pius Suter and company. But I just feel as if this cat, uh, this team is too much over the cap, and they got to do a lot of maneuvering. And their their road to cap compliance, it's going to get done. You know, it's going to get done. They're going to wiggle their way out of this. But I don't think bringing in another another contract is in their plans because it's already complicated enough. And I I do think there is that realization that again they can get the most out of Teddy Bluger if they put him around 
guys like Connor, Connor Garland or Ovillier or Mikhaev or Pot Colson. And uh, there is that recipe for a, a different level of success for that third line center spot. It's, it's maybe a lot to ask for. And I'm being very, very hopeful that again, guys like Connor Garland and Mikhaev and company can bring Teddy Bluger to another level. I just think that his, his professionalism and his skill set and, and like the intangibles he does has is worth uh, being patient with and experimenting again with that combination. Like there's a recipe there for success for this version of the Van Hoover Canucks. Again, it's not 2025, 2026. It's not the, the time to win the Stanley cup. It's time to take the next step. And I think they've done all they've, they've had to do to again, suit up this lineup to look different and be, be better on the penalty kill and ultimately have a better third line option than Niels Amon. Yeah. And, and honestly, I, I think there's reason to believe that Teddy Bluger can be a legitimate third line setter. And I'm also going to talk about some of those options or why he can do that after the break. But first, we got to shout out a sponsor. Okay. We still got sponsors in July, baby. All right. All right. Before we get to the other side, I got to tell you, newborn life has me short on sleep. Okay. It's harder to work out and eat healthy like I used to. That's why I have a hard time living life without my AG1 in the morning. You know, since I've been drinking AG1, I've noticed an overall feeling of sustained energy, support for my mental clarity, and focus. And hey, I need that focus to bring you the goods here on Locked On Canucks. AG1, it replaces your multivitamin probiotic and puts it all in one simple drinkable habit. AG1 also uses a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients. Science, baby! And Kyle, you and I, we're both over the 30 mark, okay? Both getting crustier, grumpier. We could both use a product like AG1 to keep us feeling like we're only 29, okay? So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Check it out. By the way, before we get back to the show, I got to remind you again that every episode of Locked on Canucks will be available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcatcher at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all. Again, every episode of Locked on Canucks at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all. Let's get back to the show. Okay, okay. You back on Locked on Canucks. Your team every day. Trevor Beggs. Kyle Bowen, a lot of Teddy Bluger optimism off the jump. My mind is all over the place, okay? It's Monday, you're dealing with life, and now we're talking about this third line center, and I know I said a lot of positive things about what could happen with him there. Uh, that being said, I still think Teddy Bluger is the optimal guy to be your fourth line center when it's really going to matter for this team, and that's like maybe in two years or three years. I think what I'm trying to say is him and Neil Zaman are definitely having some sort of competition to, again, be bigger parts of the next wave for this Vancouver Canucks. Because the improvement is there to be made next offseason in that 3C spot, but that doesn't mean uh, Teddy, Bl- Teddy Bluger is going to be a one and done. Like, let's say he's not uh, going bl- gonna to start the year next, next season as a third-line center. That doesn't mean, again, he can't be on this team. A fourth-line center spot for Teddy Bluger, that's that's not bad. And it's still there for, again, the next version of the Vancouver Canucks when things really matter. Again, Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen. Uh, I'm curious to see what else you got to say about 
Teddy, man. Hey, did you know that uh, I saw this interview? Okay, everyone's watching this uh, Barbie Barbie movie, right? Are you watching it? Is it like a kids movie? Are you allowed to like bring your family to it? Is it one of those movies? Uh, I, I have no idea, but uh, all I know is Margaret Robbie. I okay, go watch her. this for her. Hey, come on, dude. It's a kid's show, okay? And you're a family man. <laughs> uh, come on. Don't be talking about my friend. You know, your wife's my friend, okay? So you better watch your mouth. Anyways, uh, Margo, okay? She was talking about how she actually still has a teddy bear that she's had from childhood that she sleeps with. So there you go. Anyways, more on Teddy Bluger. Continue. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if Teddy Bluger sleeps with the Teddy. Someone should, someone should ask him that, you know. Um, you know, I just want to say one of the things about Teddy Bluger, a lot of people aren't convinced that he can be a third-line setter. think that he's probably best suited for a fourth-line role. Well, that might be, may be the case. I found it interesting that, you know, this guy, he's averaged, like, oh, almost 50 minutes a night throughout his NHL career. Like, those are not fourth-line minutes. You know what I mean? Like, this guy's been trusting some big situations. And, you know, for his first uh, three years in Pittsburgh, his first three full NHL seasons, he averaged 15 minutes and 17 seconds per game. Like those are like low end second line minutes. So are we really having this debate about like, can he be a third line? So he's already been a third line there. You know what I mean? No, I hear you. I hear you. I think it's uh, like, again, the standard people want change in Vancouver and Teddy Bluger's not like a, he's not a sexy pick. He's not the guy that's going to push the needle in, in that role, you know, just from the outside. And, and think about this too. You I mean he didn't have the best season last year? He was not used. That matters, okay? Recency bias, it's there. But you know, I've said this all the time, and I'm pretty sure a lot of Canucks fans are down to say this too. Prove prove us wrong. And I think what you're saying is he does have a chance, especially again with the fact that he's going to be playing with some good players around him to prove us wrong. I think you're a big Teddy Bluger fan, man. I'm a big fan of Latvia, you know. Uh, again, they, they've been supporting the program. I think it's like what the, uh, in terms of countries around the world, like, you know, the fourth most of our viewers come from Latvia. So, yeah, shout out Latvia, man. And, um, you know, again, I just think, you know, Teddy Bluger in a word number 53 is going to be even better than the 53 who was just here, okay? You know, he's going to bring that energy. Uh, and I'll tell you that for free right now, man. I, I am a big Teddy Bluger fan. I just, yeah, I, I think, you think the Canucks probably should have, aimed higher, right, if they're a Stanley Cup contender for, in terms of their third-line center. But I think for now, the cheap one-year deal. And Alvin clearly believes in Bluger, right? He's part of the scouting staff that helped bring him to the NHL. And, you know, another thing I really like about Bluger, too, is that the guy put in the work, okay? He's talked to interviews about how, you know, he, as many junior players are, they're used to scoring goals and being in big situations. It was like that when he played at Shattuck St. Mary's uh, for high school hockey. It was like that when he played in the NCAA, and he talked about when he came to the AHL, it was a big adjustment for him because he came to the AHL, and all of a sudden he's not the guy anymore. He's just another guy on the team. And that's where he learned to be uh, a defensive forward. It wasn't really, uh, according to him, from you know university or from high school. It was in the AHL. And he spent like three full seasons in the AHL and forced his way out of the Pittsburgh Penguins roster. And that's the kind of work ethic you can, res you can uh, respect. And who's to say that he can't just keep stepping up his game here at the NHL level for your Vancouver Canucks. And I think there's a good chance he will. Cause again, the opportunity and also because of what Alvin was saying about him, like, and now you're saying similar things, but to paraphrase off of what Alvin was saying, you know, it's, uh, it's about his professionalism, the work that he puts in the gym and that type of player is important 
when looking to shift the culture of an organization that's been losing and losing and losing. You know, you could argue that there's been a lot of losers in that dressing room. And maybe that's why, you know, and, and not just uh, being a loser because of the results on the in the game. I'm talking about not taking this privilege, this opportunity as serious as you should. And in order to get to the next step, you can't be just doing the same things. You got to be doing the most. And by the sounds of it, Teddy Bluger is one of the guys that does the most. And more guys that do that, the better. That's how you kind of change culture. And change is really needed in this city, okay? And I was talking about this on my blog. I actually wrote my blog yesterday. I wrote a segment called uh, Flip the Script, okay? And I put a lot of pressure on Philip Peronic. And Philip Peronic, okay? Let's be real. Let's be honest. We talked about him, okay? We talked about him on Friday. And it was a good time. It was a good time. Move those shoulders. Move those shoulders. The Philip Peronic Report. Go check that out. Uh, again, wherever you listen to podcasts on Locked on Canucks. And I wrote about him. And I think I was so high on him during my right slash putting a lot of pressure on him and saying unrealistic things because I want the unrealistic things to happen. So again, Teddy Bluger, I want him to prove me wrong. Maybe he's a lot better than I think he is and he's going to be an ideal third line center spot, a third third line center for your Vancouver Canucks. I need that to happen because I want the Canucks to win and I want the city to feel hopeful again. Dude, hope is matter. Uh, hope matters, sorry. It really does matter. And I miss it, man. I miss it. I feel as if, if, if the Canucks start winning more and uh, bringing joy back to the city and making hockey games matter, there's a chance that my career will go, career will go further in the world of podcasting. It's just well, the truth. I think, you know, confidence. We talked about this last week, right? Confidence is so much no matter what you do in life. And, you know, when my hockey teams win, I'm feeling more confident in my day-to-day, you know, because you know, I'm, I'm, up, I'm up from 7 to 10 p.m. and I'm watching my team do great things. I go to bed in a good mood. I wake up in a good mood. I feel more confident, okay? That's just Dude. the way it goes. The truth. You're telling the truth. Thanks. You just took yeah. the words out of my mouth. I can't articulate myself when I'm talking about these feelings because there's su- there's such strong feelings for me, and I haven't been in touch with them for a long time. But you said it best. It gives you that extra one percent, and life is tough. Life is tough, man. And that extra one percent goes a long way. Hope is dope. Remember that. Hope is dope. Locked on Canucks, your team every day. Trevor Beggs, you're also dope too, man. This guy made the best burgers over the weekend. The best burgers, man. Boom, bam. Just got a button shirt all the way. No no buttons clipped. A hairy chest just pouring out and making burgers for the people. Making burgers for the people, man. It was something else, man. I liked it, man. You're a good dude, and uh, happy birthday again. You deserve the best, and uh, you're getting the best here on Locked on Canucks, uh, your team every day. We got Comic Corner on the other side. Uh, Begsy, I know it's late July, but uh, is there a chance we have a second ad here on YouTube? Uh, not today. There's zero chance. So we're going to pause here and we'll catch you on the other side in comment corner. People, people, before we get back to the show, I got to remind you that I just updated the blog Extra Extra featuring Kyle Bowen and friends. I drew from a couple of your comments and got to writing. So check that out in the link in the bio. But without further ado, let's get back to why you're here. Okay. And that's Locked on Canucks. Okay, okay. We back. Locked on Canucks, your team every day. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs with the Wi-Fi booster. Uh, still not like 100%, but you're not a tech wizard, man. You know what I'm saying? You should get your son on this. The, the, the younger generation, they know how to use technology. We're getting up oh, there in age. Man. We just don't even know how to click things, press things. It happens, man. It's not 
it just comes with age. You, you can't walk anymore and you can't use technology. So uh, maybe get your son on it and maybe he'll be able to figure it out. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to send our, our loyal locked on family after my uh, place of employment, but I have a Wi Fi booster and then I have an Ethernet cable plugged into the Wi Fi booster plugged into my computer. So I'm literally on Ethernet, but it's still not enough, man. It's unbelievable. Dude, you probably don't even have it turned on, man. Let's be honest. You're 30 years old. You lose your marbles, man. 30 is it. Okay, so you had me questioning it. Bef before we read the comment, like again, now you've been 30 for a week, you're a hippie. You know, I, I, I got to ask you the question again. Like, how, how do you feel, man? Is there any uh, any like piece of advice slash like enlightenment that you can throw our listeners way, a.k.a. throw something my way? Sleep is important, man. That's all I got to say. I mean, I, I'm short. I'm short on sleep. You heard me say it in the ad read. That's why I got my AG1. But uh, you can try to sleep at least seven hours a night. You're doing yourself a, a world of wonder. I, I, I did hear from a sleep doctor that basically every hour of sleep, you get less than eight hours. It's basically like having a drink, like you're just that much more impaired mentally uh, going to the next day. So think about that, man. If you have five hours of sleep, it's kind of like you're walking around like you had three drinks. What the? They be just putting out these stats like they know everything. Come on, man. Relax, man. I think that's a load I of just BS, say, I just, I just heard it, man. People, I just heard it. Don't, give me, don't be giving my people from a locked on Canucks people. Dude, F that doctor, okay? Locked on Canucks, your team every day. <laughs> Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen, let's get to Comet Corner. Welcome to Comet Corner, powered by paraphrasing. Today's comment comes from Stephen and Daisy. Think about this. What if the Canucks decide to stack Horonic up with Quinn Hughes, giving them the greatest pairing in the history of the organization, let alone the league? It could have a similar effect like it did with the Ducks and Niedermeyer and Pronger. Okay, Trevor, that's a, that's a comment and a half okay and it's a, it's a bit of a dream but for a team that needs such a shift defensively and for a team that brought in Carson Soucy and Ian Cole again only Carson Soucy and Ian Cole we're talking about different guys but just guys at the end of the day what are the chances that the shift is made defensively and the team starts playing better defensively solely because they have a pair that is unbeatable in Philip Aronic and Quinn Hughes, like, do you think there's a chance of that actually happening for the Vancouver Canucks at any point? I think there's a chance it happens, but it'll be like a late third period. You need some offense. You need to put your best players on the ice. I do not see it at all being a possibility in terms of a 60 minute strategy, because like, just look at Quinn Hughes and I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I remember running them late last season. There was a point in about mid March where when Quinn Hughes was on the ice, the Canucks had a plus 24 goal differential even strength without him on the ice it was a minus 41 goal differential even strength the Canucks are basically like a bottom three team in the NHL when Quinn Hughes <laughs> isn't on the ice that's how valuable this guy is to the team so you don't need to boost Quinn Hughes by having Philip Ronick up there like I get I get the idea because in, in in nature it sounds kind of sexy you get the, the two of the best defenders in hockey at the same blue line but then the rest of your blue line is going to suffer I mean I think Ian Cole and Carden Susie are still third pair defenders on a good third pair defenders on a good team, yet they're going to be top four guys for your Vancouver Canucks. So, no, I do not think it's a good idea to put Quinn Hughes and Phil Pronick together, except for maybe late-game situations when you absolutely need a goal. I think things like this can happen if you have, and this is such an obvious answer, but it, uh, these things can happen when you have better depth. And Carson Soucy and Ian Cole additions, and it, it's going to make a difference. It really is, but they're just guys. They're just guys. It, we're not talking about 
like Bowen Byram, or we're not talking about uh, who, who was that? Uh, who was the other guy? Girardi, you know, uh, what was his name? Sam, yeah, Samuel Sam Girardi. Girardi. Sam Girardi. Yeah. We're not talking about those type of things, you know. We're not. Yeah. We're not. We don't have. We. It's like after those two, Heronic and Quinn Hughes, it's like you know, low end top four defensemen slash pretty good number five, number six guys. That's just the truth, yeah. and that's not the card you want to play. Uh, I, I know we're running out of time, but. I got to get to two more things, but before I get to the important part, that's about Philip Aronik. I got to ask you this. Uh, who, like who else was on that Anaheim Ducks roster with Chris Pronger and Scott Niedemeyer being the top parent? Like who, who are the other defensemen? Because I can't remember Ooh. at all. And I'm not comparing uh, like Philip Aronik to like a Chris Pronger type, you know, I'm not doing that, but I wonder like what type of like, like the trickle down effect slash Again, having such a powerful combo in the playoffs, playing like 35 minutes a game. Like, I wonder like what the uh, the conversion is on wins, you know? Because in the playoffs, having two guys play that long, you gotta you gotta say like that that's an advantage. Real talk. Yeah, uh, I honestly had to look it up. Like, I was thinking yeah. like Ossie Vannon and stuff, but oh no man, way. Aaron Aaron Rome played a game for the Ducks in those playoffs. That's unbelievable. <laughs> okay, so no, they're they're their main guys in the top four. It was Chris Pronger, Scott Niedemeyer, Francois Boschman. Okay, um, he he it was basically top three. Like those guys played. Yeah. Oh my god, those guys averaged almost thirty minutes a night. All three of them. Scott Niedemeyer actually was a bit below at twenty nine minutes and fifty one seconds. So mm-hmm. it's really a top three, bottom three. So Boschman, Prager, Niedermeyer. Then Sean O'Donnell averaged <laughs> 20 minutes a game. Then after that, Sean it was Kent o- Huskins. Think about that. Played 11 minutes and 45 minutes a game. <laughs> and then a bunch of other guys kind of swapped in and out after that. So <laughs> That's crazy uh, to think about. That is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So you never what know. Maybe in, the, maybe in the playoffs, like if the Canucks make a – like if they take the next step and they – not only compete for an actual playoff spot in games 80, games 81, games 82, but they actually make the playoffs. And yeah, maybe they get there with splitting Heronic and Hughes, but maybe they go down one nothing in a series. And in the second period uh, of game two, they're like, you know what? Let's just put these two together and start playing them a lot. Maybe that's when it does happen this dream. Hey, speaking of Philip Heronic, I did say on, on the last episode, again, check it out wherever you stream podcast. Uh, that there could be like a personality issue with Phil Peronic, right? Like, why did Eisman trade him? Blah, blah, blah. And again, I saw some tweets and comments maybe alluding to it. And I think I heard something about Heronic, you know, again, being, a, I think I kind of heard it wrong, but his like shyness slash being somebody who doesn't really like talk to the media, maybe I took that as like, oh, like, you know, just like a little rugged guy. Maybe it could be personality problems. I just want to say, I said way too much. Let's not put that out there, man. So I got to I got to go back and even though I was paraphrasing and just, you know, just talking and going with the flow of things, I got to apologize for that because I watched a ton <laughs> For real. For real. He just he just smiling, he's got a soft voice. I, I went too far with that comment and uh I I just want to keep it neutral. I take that comment back and I apologize. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think you have to apologize. I think you you mentioned on the episode that you kind of maybe heard it out there. Don't take it too seriously. But I think you had the disclaimer. It's all good. Look, I think one of the impressive things about Philip Peronik when I was doing some research on him is he went like two years in Detroit without doing a media appearance. And he was he was not like he was a you know a depth player on the team. He's playing 22 minutes a night. 
So uh, it wasn't a, even until like this season, uh, Max Boltman from the Athletic did like a big uh, piece on him because he scored six goals in six straight games. Um, that uh, he was doing like a media appearances again. <laughs> He's just yeah, like, how so- did this guy go almost two years without talking to the media? I know it's COVID and stuff, but still pretty impressive. Okay, see, like I think that's where I might have again drawn the line and connected those dots. But who, who knows? Like. I, I think saying somebody that ha- like has personality problems or may have them, even though I did give the disclaimer, it's like it's just like a this is locked on Canucks, okay? This is not like gossip, gossip hour. I think that's why I had to just take it back because you got to be sure of those things. And again, all it took was thirty minutes of me scoping the Philip Aronic scene and you know hearing him talk, and I was like, dude, come on, man, this guy's a nice dude. We don't know the reason why he doesn't want to talk to the media or didn't do so for two years, but. Just seems like a normal dude. And the way we're talking about him right now, dude, man, best number two defenseman in the league, okay? Locked on Canucks, your team every day. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, thanks so much for listening. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Leave us a comment slash a review on Apple Podcasts. And now you can also leave comments on Spotify episodes too. So do so, man. Let us know how we're doing. And we're just warming up. We're just warming up for next October. And hopefully we're talking about ice hockey okay and hopefully hope is dope once again begsy sign us out all right all right shout out to the everydayers the occasional listeners and if this is your first time listening hey you're listening to a hockey podcast late july you must be a nut but that's all right you're always welcome here on locked on canucks okay so coming up i do want to take a look again a couple episodes ago we projected the sexiest possible to opening night roster let's take a look at what we think the roster will actually look like on opening night, peeking to Rick Tockett's head a little bit. I also want to look at Patrick Alvin, how he drafted when he was with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Is this guy actually good at drafting? We're going to tell you on a later episode, but for now, I'm Trevor Beggs. That guy's Cal Bowen, and thanks for listening to Locked On Canucks.